Hello, friends. Hi. It's Caitlin and Shanika with Get Checkered, and Get Checkered is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown and community supported. Uh, we actually have someone new joining us today. So, everyone, meet Courtney. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney. Um, I am coming from Toronto. So, we now have three different time zones for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we're, we're ranging from 11 in the morning to four o'clock for Courtney right now. <laughs> exactly. You can say we're committed because Caitlin's supposed to be on vacation right now and she's bopped on, basically spent the entire day watching the race because it's been, I think, a fully like a nightmare, like a great thing to watch, but also a nightmare. I think I can- Stressful, tiring. <laughs> Confusing? Yeah, anxiety inducing something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, before we jump into just what ha- what the hell happened in Saudi, we're going to walk through some, we'll talk through some just weekly updates, uh, some pretty big things happened throughout the week leading up to the race. Then of course, talk about the track itself. Don't worry, uh, we'll make sure to breeze through that. <laughs> and then qualifying and the very messy race day that we just saw. So, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Uh, what was one of the biggest headlines this week? I know what um, probably safe to say the biggest event was um, Frank Williams did pass away this week. Right. Um, so that was all over. Um, like it was the teams, the drivers, team principals. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was paying respects to Frank. So. Yeah, a lot of drivers and cars had um, stickers, like Frank Williams stickers on their helmets or their cars. Um, and I think that was the original logo he went into Formula One with so has some major history attached to it cool yeah I think it's just so sad to see someone so prolific in the sport pass away and but he's left quite the legacy so from the team alone but also just everything he brought it's sad but I'm, I'm glad that the teams got to celebrate who he was over through, through the last week I don't know if you all what sports broadcasting do you watch Caitlin I know you watch F1 TV I watch TSN Courtney, do you watch? Um, yeah, mine's through TSN, um, but we also have access to Sky Sports through um, like my dad's channel or something. Yeah, okay, yeah, because um, when I was watching the pre-race stuff this morning, they did quite a lengthy segment on Frank Williams. So I'm sure that'll be up somewhere if anyone needs to catch it. If I can find it before this episode's up, I'll make sure to put it in the description so you can watch it yourself. But I thought it did a really good job in commemorating him. Uh, uh, Courtney, do you want to take the next headline? So for those who don't know, uh, her favorite driver is Lando Norris, and she Uh, made a little bit of a change this week, too. Yes, I think I have to start packing my bags. Um, (laughs) Lando posted on social media earlier this week saying that he is now moving to Monaco, the hub of Formula One drivers, so... Little baby Lando's getting that tax break. Um, good for him. I mean, do what you want to do. I think, um, do you guys know who his like friend Max Futrell is? He, he sometimes on his YouTube channel. Yeah, so he's um, he's also a, a driver, but he's not like with, with anyone in F1 right now, but he won like a Renault um, 
F2, I want to say championships, and then took some time off due to mental health. But I think he's getting back into racing next year, but he currently lives with Lando in London or in the UK. So yeah. there's lots of sparks saying, what's poor Max going to do if Lando moves to Monaco? Does he, does he couch serve on Lando's um, new apartment? Well, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, right, free place in Monaco. <laughs> like, what do you do? Or maybe, you know, Lando keeps the house in the UK and just has his friends rent, pay him rent or something. Yeah, I'm was, sure he will. Right? Yeah, I was just watching a YouTube video where he was like, I actually enjoy having Max as my roommate. And I was like, wow, okay. That. And his family's in the UK and his brother just had a baby. So I'm sure he's going to, keep that place and like go back for like holidays and just spend a lot of time there when he can. A hundred percent. But like Courtney said, and I think Caitlin, we talked about in one of our early episodes, just Monaco is the place to be because we love a good tax haven when you're making. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's literally on the Mediterranean coast. How can, what's wrong with Monaco? <laughs> if you have the money to be there. <laughs> oh my gosh we believe in people also paying their taxes but it's hey. a good thing to yes. do yes. yes but if this is what it's structured like like might as well take advantage of it while you can <laughs> and I think he did say something similar to that he's like I'm just looking to like my future and I'm like yeah I get it like <laughs> yeah I also read somewhere that he was like this is like a great financial situation and I was like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that? <laughs> that's one way to put it yeah Oh my gosh. Um, Caitlin, do you want to take the next headline? This one was, I was upset about this one, to be honest with you. Yeah. And like fair, um, I was a little bit confused when the statement first came out. This is about, this came from the Mercedes um, AMG F1 team and they posted on their story and Instagram post um, like this, this statement from Toto saying like, I apologize to the victims, um, and anyone hurting from the Grenfell tower in London. And I'm like, yeah. what, like, what, what does this have to do with F1 at all? Um, and I don't want to be insensitive. So I looked it up. Um, so it turns out this has to do, and I'm from Canada. So are you guys, but like, maybe I'm just incompetent. I did not really remember this to be honest. Yeah. Um, there was a fire back in 2017 in West London. Um, the Grenfell Tower, 72 people died and 74 more were injured. Um, and straight from Wikipedia, they're saying the fire was started by a malfunctioning fridge freezer on the fourth floor, spread rapidly up the building's exterior, bringing fire and smoke to all the residential floors. This was due to the building's cladding and external insulation and the air gap between which enabled the stack effect. The fire burned for about 60 hours before finally being extinguished. Now, so that's important because Kingspan um, K15 insulation is one of the products used on the Grenfell Tower, um, although majority is made by another company. And that all ties into Mercedes because Mercedes just announced a partnership with Kingspan this week as well. Um, hence why this whole thing has come out. Um, Kingspan came out with a statement and said they played no role in the design of the cladding system on Grenfell, where its K-15 product constituted approximately 5% of the insulation and was used as a substitute product without Kingspan's knowledge in a system that was not compliant with the building's regulation. Okay, I just it's kind of odd in my opinion with that, like they're saying it was used without their knowledge and I'm like, if you make a product you don't always know where it's being used. I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was a weird way to kind of say it. 
word things, hey? Yeah. Um, the British, so after this announcement between Mercedes and Kingspan was released, the British community secretary, Michael Grove, noted, quote unquote, the achievements of Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton represent a British success story of which we are all proud. I hope you will reconsider the commercial partnership, which threatens to undermine all the good work the company has done. And hence comes out Toto's letter. So Toto responds, um, he says, on behalf of our team, I would sincerely like to apologize to you for the additional hurt that this announcement has caused. It is never our intention to do so. so. I think it's important to mention that uh, Lewis was actually asked this during the press conferences, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I don't know who the journalist was. This is why we need to be the journalist, because I was like, this is a ridiculous question to ask him. But the guy was basically like, what do you feel about you, you specifically taking sponsorship from a company that did something so horrible but at the same time it's Mercedes that's signing the contract that when Lewis was asked that he literally didn't even answer he was like what kind of question is that uh, I think something to note is that the the community that the Grenfell Tower is in and the people that lived in them are vulnerable populations so they don't have a ton of money um, there's many of them are disabled so unfortunately even though it's been four years after the fact like coming up on four years a lot of them still haven't landed on their feet so i i'm really surprised mercedes they're probably working out something in the back end but toto didn't say that he was going to cut ties with them or anything it was like we didn't want to hurt he's them. gonna like he's said he's willing to meet with this grenfell united um to represent the victims. I think some of the victims are in that community. So he'll meet with them, yeah, but he didn't say he's gonna sever ties with them. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, it's money, Shanika, right? Like they're getting lots of money from King's fans, so. I don't know, capitalism. I know, it's not a good look though. It's Total not, no, better. I'm not disagreeing on that. But yeah, that's that story because I just didn't understand why all this was coming out, so. So, Courtney, any ideas? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very kind of, like, messy situation. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, you want to do the right thing for these, like, vulnerable populations, but then again, like, F1 is such a money driven sport like I don't see Toto I don't see them cutting ties just given the fact they probably got a huge financial benefit from it but mm -hmm. I think Toto agreeing to meet is like a step in the right direction but I think it's just a messy situation overall yeah I think that my PR brain immediately is like you should cut ties with this company and generally speaking most businesses have like some sort of morality clause nowadays because I'll say it. It's because the influencers are always doing wild things out there. So brands need to be able to pull those deals right away. So yeah. let's hope and see if something else can be worked out at the end of the day. Yes, Mercedes matters in this conversation and King's fan, but the biggest focus needs to be on like whatever helps the victims get back on their feet um, and get the support that they need. So, and maybe that's what Mercedes does, right? Maybe that's their agreement they come to, which we won't know for a while, but. Yeah, and I think that's an opportunity for sure for them. Yep, that's that note. Next one, I don't know who wants to take this one. Do you guys see the notes on this? I put it down. Um, Sebastian Vettel hosted a woman-only karting race in Saudi Arabia. Love this. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Seb just coming through again is like our fave. <laughs> but what I found interesting is like what he said he got out of it, really. Um, 
And we know that like there's been a lot of um, like activism by some of these drivers lately, especially coming to the Middle Eastern races. And what Seb said with this race is, um, quote unquote, difficult for us coming to a country where we only spend a couple of days and we try to be a perfect judge. Um, it's true. And like, there's the three of us like judging as we're in Canada, why <laughs> just it's true. very isolated from what's actually happening out there. Um, and then Sebastian went on to continue and say this way, I think it was important for me to get to know these women. Um, I was inspired by their stories and their background and the positivity about the change in the country. Um, so some of the women in this race, like it was a range of experiences, I guess. Some of them had been racing and I guess some had never even driven a car before or something. Women um, in Saudi Arabia have only been allowed to drive since 2018. Um, yeah, kind of adding to that. I think it was so great actually to see all the photos come out from it. Did everyone see them? I don't know. Yeah, yeah it was just so good to see Sebastian Vettel in whatever time he has left in Formula One, just doing what he can to create community mm -hmm. okay. yep. and and the fact that he's acknowledging that like he has stuff to learn and like um take a step back and like let someone else tell you their story rather than like putting words in their mouth for them mm -hmm. um, I think that's a good thing too so yeah I loved this initiative yeah I think bringing women into anything is so empowering and yeah, yeah giving them this like platform to speak their voice. And I mean, his platform alone is huge. So I think, yeah, good for Seb. Always coming through. Right? We love yeah. him. <laughs> tied to the, it's true, we do. <laughs> kind of tied to uh, what Sebastian Metal did is more just on the human rights record. So Lewis came out and said he was not comfortable racing in the country given the country's human rights records. We've talked about this a ton actually leading up to the race. Uh, Lewis today was wearing a pride helmet. Actually, several of the drivers were donned in some sort of pride gear uh, because homosexuality is illegal in the country. So anyone that identifies as LGBTQIA plus um, is not protected. And I think it's just, it's one of those things. It's, it's incredibly frustrating. <laughs> Uh, we, and then I know I know people came after Lewis after that and they're like so why are you racing here he's like this is my job I'm in Formula yeah. One yeah a hundred percent I think that's one of the hardest things like what do you what do you do truly right right <laughs> I I don't know it he is using his platform and his voice to say the important stuff mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day like it's his passion and his job and it's the second last race. Does he just not race here? Completely concede a world championship? Like, yeah, I think he's doing like everything he can within like his scope, his range. Yeah. And then, yeah, this is his job. I don't think he's just going to step away. Yeah, and I right? really hope it's more of the drivers start. We know Sebastian Vettel feels more and more comfortable saying like, well, fuck this. <laughs> um, I think more of the drivers, as much as they're wearing pride gear today, it would have been good to hear them say more things about it. Unless you're Daniel Ricardo, who, <laughs> did you guys see that Twitter? It was a clip from some interview, but I sent Caitlin the link to the tweet. It's, it was pretty cringy. It was so cringy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was basically asked about his whole stance on all of this. And he said <laughs> that he doesn't watch the news because it's really negative and he doesn't know enough. 
and and things like that which I think it's fine but it's also like you're one of the most privileged people in the entire world and then you're saying like I don't want to know about any of this it was extremely awkward and cringy to watch so Lewis Hamilton on one end Daniel Ricardo on the other I think so I what did I say to that because I'm like I'm not actually surprised I'm getting vibes from Danny Rick okay (laughs) I'm starting to get vibes where it's just like you like he is being totally he's sheltering himself off from these issues and he can because he's a rich ass formula one driver (laughs) and so i don't know it was not not a good look danny rick no like even if he had one comment to like support it he was like like the we races one platform yeah comment on that and I think like at least you're taking the safe way out, but yeah, you're not gonna. Oh, I don't watch it because it's negative. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is human rights we're talking about, Daniel. Right, right. Yeah. So, so case in point on that, like, so just like what is going on, Danny Ricardo? And yeah. um, I was I was talking to a friend of ours, Caitlin Adam, and he <laughs> he was like. Shan, he he dressed up like a full Texan at when he came to the states. Like, are we sure that he believes the things that we believe? And I'm like, not to say people in Texas don't, but I understood what he was saying. So, Caitlin, your vibes that you're feeling, other people are feeling them too. Um, well, it's it's the audacity that this man can go around with a ring that says less ash, right? Yeah. And things like he can get away with anything. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel. So ridiculous. Uh, but I also something from Daniel Ricardo's world is that Cyril did get the tattoo. He yes. did get the tattoo. So I'll make sure to put the link to the video in the description so you can go check it out yourself. Um, it was kind of nice to see them both on screen at the same time. Um, what is it? Is it a badger? I don't really know what it is. It's abstract. I think it's the top of the Renault logo because it's like a diamond. Yeah. I think it's the top uh. half like an abstract honey badger. Ah, that's what I think. Gotcha, gotcha. It yeah. could be. <laughs> yeah, I think Courtney's right. <laughs> so I just thought, and I was like, I don't know what that is, but I think Daniel just branded cereal in like a really weird <laughs> way. Oh my god! Yeah, I know something like that. <laughs> I think I get the I get the Renault logo because that's where he spent so much time. But like to throw a honey badger in there, I'm like. About that. <laughs> That's a bit much. Uh, Caitlin, do you want to take us through the track facts? Also, I guess we should note that this freaking track kind of came like to the 11th hour to finish, right? Like, I feel like they were probably just painting things as the airplanes were landing or something in town. Yeah. It was because um, after the Qatar race, we were saying, like, is it going to get done in time? Is there going to be a lot of people working 24 hours to get it done? likely at a minimum wage yes yes but we have not heard this this is speculation to everyone but so our thoughts it was done in time though solid race Mm -hmm. um okay so quick track facts um everything from our blessed wikipedia and racefans.net um so this was called your Jeddah corniche circuit it's in Jeddah, saudi arabia so on the west side of the country along the red sea um so Jeddah is actually the country's second largest city after the capital 
Riyadh, um, and it's commercial center. There's 4.7 million people here. Oh, um, and right, it is the principal gateway to Mecca, um, the oh, holiest cool. city in Islam, which is about 40 miles to the east. Um, kind of like uh, the, the Doha, Qatar, this is a beta world city. Actually looked it up this time. That means cities that link moderate economic regions to the world economy. Okay. Vancouver is a beta plus city. Calgary is a beta negative. And Courtney, I'm pretty sure Toronto's an alpha, alpha city. So. <laughs> So this will be the fifth night race um, for F1, uh, following Singapore, Bahrain, Shakir, and Qatar. Um, this is the fastest street track. Um, so it's the second fastest track behind Spa. Um, there'll be a full throttle about 79% of the time, but pretty substantial. Um, there's 27 turns on it, um, three DRS zones, it's about six-ish kilometers long, um, so the longest street circuit, which is longer than Baku, I guess, um, and drivers, I guess, tend to love, like, the speed here, they think it's a really fun track, but they say it's very technical, very mentally exhausting, um, it looks very tight, like, the walls are mm -hmm. pretty close, there's not a lot room for air, lots of blind corners, they say it can be kind of scary, but it's fun. Um, some tire talk quickly is Pirelli suggested the medium range of slicks, so C2, C3, C4, um, and their infographic states medium for the lateral, the tire stress, asphalt grip, and then actually a low to medium for traction, braking, asphalt abrasion, and downforce. Um, so I was actually reading that being like, oh, so they can probably do like this sauce and mediums but turned out to be a very much like mediums and hards race yeah it's what everyone was on um and it was expected for only one pit stop um for all the teams um so just because we are get checkered we're going to have a little bit of controversy and human rights talk um in saudi arabia um, so the, some of the controversy around this race is activists have been accusing the kingdom of Saudi Arabia of sports washing with this I event. No, no, I have no idea what this term is. So me neither. Looked it up. Sports washing <laughs> is when a corrupt or autocratic regime invests in sports events to whitewash their international reputation. Oh, okay. So basically, to convince all of us that they're the good people, even though. And like put on a good show around this sporting event so we see the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so in the background, though, there are severe human rights issues in Saudi Arabia. Um, there is criticism from Amnesty International and the Human Rights Watch um, ahead of this race. Um, the F1 response was that, quote unquote, we made our position on human rights and other issues clear to all partners and host countries who commit to he respect human rights in the way their events are hosted and delivered. And also that they worked hard to be a positive force everywhere at races, including economic, social, and cultural benefits. What do you think about that? I, I, I want to highlight the fact that they say in the way their events, events are, hosted are hosted and, and delivered. delivered. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I think that's just brilliant messaging and PR, right, Courtney? It's like how, the best way to get around it is just to use the right words exactly they're just like basically putting a band-aid over every human right violation the kingdom has and being like 
but F1 is a huge sport. Like, look at how fun our event was. Look at how insane our track is. Mm -hmm. And there was no human rights violations happening at the race. So like mm-hmm. there is none, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. that's a lie. <laughs> no, it's fair. Like everything looked to go off pretty well without a hitch at this event from what we saw, you know, mm-hmm. just on TV. But again, the race is not the whole country. <laughs> it's a very isolated time and place. Like that does not solve human rights issues at all. Um and can Apparently. I go back on the fact, Caitlin, that you said mm-hmm. how many people are working 24 hours to get this track done mm-hmm. at minimum wage or less? And that mm-hmm. has been an issue at other tracks, right? Where, mm-hmm. um, and, and in other sports, that stadiums and things have been finished with complete disregard for labor rights or even fair pay. And in, in some cases, Caitlin, I forget what track it was that we were looking at, but um, they were essentially holding like migrant workers passports hostage until they finished the stadium and or track in time. Like it is a consistent thing. And we have to say it's not just the Middle East. There are other countries um, throughout the season that have very gross human rights violations. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't stop there though. So um, there were 45 human rights organizations actually calling on Lewis to boycott this GP. Again, coming back to the whole like pin everything on Lewis and expect him to just walk away from this GP. Um, But I understand also the fact that like, if Lewis says something, it sends the biggest message. Yeah. Um, So they, 45 people groups brought this up to Lewis. They brought up that Saudi, they they brought up Saudi Arabia's role in the Yemeni civil war, um, Saudi Arabia's detention of human rights activists um, and a murder of a Washington Post journalist, Jamal, that was the one that like killed me because when I was seeing the families pop up on um so the royal family was obviously there at the race today Mm -hmm. I kept trying to see if they would show the last names because it's like quite literally the prince is the reason why this journalist was killed um so and just it was horrific I'm not even gonna get into the details but it was really horrific and the international community did nothing and I was like is he at the race right now he probably was to be honest so makes you feel gross (laughs) yeah yeah not a good look like a sour taste in your mouth for sure Mm -hmm. yeah I think I think we've had that sour taste you know this whole week (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah so that's kind of what what's going on with the track in the country and the city and quick overview yeah and we're gonna be there for 10 more years so gotta keep bringing this stuff up again over and over again until something changes yeah Mm -hmm. okay Okay. gonna go into a quick ad break hi there i'm brendan a certified home inspector with roomy do you have a problem that needs fixing whether it's big or small inside or outside let me help you find out what's really going on you can call me by phone or we can take a look together over video chat Visit roomy.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and go to Ask a Home Inspector to book your appointment with me today. Okay, so going into some of the qualifications, um, FP1, 2, and uh, 3. So free practices, Charles, Claire, had a pretty scary bump in free practice 2, and I think it was turn 22, which is where 
in the actual race, Mick Schumacher. Oh yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, um, I know in, uh, post qualifying Lando kind of got asked, why weren't you going fast enough? And he brought up the same thing. Turn 22. I pulled back a little bit because I know that's where Charles spun out. So didn't want to risk that. Um, and then our favorite driver of the day, I guess, talking about him in every aspect is Lewis, <laughs> um, had two charges investigated by the FIA, um, one of them for ignoring a double waved yellow flag, um, gets by with nothing. I think that it was an accident that the yellow flag went off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one was his team, Mercedes as a whole, got fined uh, 25,000 pounds, I think it was. Um, the FIA found that it was the team's fault for not telling Hamilton with enough time. Um, only had 10 seconds um, before. Yeah. So, I mean, poor Lewis, just getting hammered on this weekend. We should say, um, so Courtney's looking at our notes right now, that he who shall not be named is the second driver at Haas. We just don't really talk about him on the podcast because of his history with humans. Yeah, his name doesn't belong in our mouth. Just like, I guess, Max is saying that other people don't belong coming out of his mouth. Yeah. (laughs) In his post-race interviews. A little bit spicy Um, coming from Max. But yeah, I I thought it was, I don't know why, I thought it was a little comical that Lewis got in trouble for impeding a Haas vehicle because it's always the other way around normally. Like it's always yeah. the Haas cars just being in the wrong place at the wrong time all the time. But, <laughs> but I do think it's important to send the message that teams are treated equally. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right? Yeah. But I just was like, oh, this never happens. Okay. And the photos from Char- uh, Charles's accident were like gut-wrenching. It was nice to see that he was like hopping out of the car but the photos that I saw from the angle that it was at, it looked like the car just completely just shattered essentially when he hit the wall. So I was very happy to see that. He same, with, same with Mick's car. It did not look so hot in that corner. No. Mm-hmm. So these are things that I'm trust us. We're going to dive into some deep. <laughs> uh, in Q1, Valtteri was not having the best time. <laughs> He had to go into the pits early with all the cars around him going very slowly into a corner, just as Max was doing his flying lap. He gets pissed. I saw the uh, radio actually from that. He was not very happy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sebastian Vettel, again, I thought this was comical. I think he probably thought that he did a really great job in Q1. And uh, Lance, he ended up in 17th. And then when they told Sebastian Vettel, he was like, what? all over the radio so last stroll unfortunately for aston martin i don't know what's going on with them maybe we need to do a deep dive later but he ended up in 18 alonzo in 15th just makes it through by like his teeth basically and then both alphas were the surprise for me to see them in 12th and 13th i agree right? that. yeah i was very surprised i thought it was hilarious though when sebastian metal was like what yeah like he <laughs> thought he had a good time <laughs> Like, honey, no, you you definitely did it. It was not good. <laughs> Awkward. Um, going into Q2, though, um, they did have an announcement before that they said it was Botas's 100th start for Mercedes. Um, and that, so he's able to start Q2, because, uh, so he had misfiring happen in Q1, and he had to stop early. Um, 
and they actually brought him back to the garage, but he was able to start Q2, which is good because if it was his 100 start and he didn't make it out of Q1, I'm pretty sure that would have been like a terrible, terrible day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also noted here that like Lewis does an early time um, and he's on medium tires, but he goes on the radio and he says like, there's no grip. He does not have a good time at all. And it's just like, oh, uh oh, what's what's happening with Lewis? I mean, it's as the rest of Q2 went on, he ended up flying. So it was fine. It was just a little bit of an early worry. Um, I noted here, poor signs. <laughs> signs is not having a good Q2. Um, he had his time deleted for exceeding track limits. And then a little later on, I said he went a little sideways run over a metal curb. It kicked him up. He was literally airborne. He still has, and he hit his rear wing just like a little bit on the barrier um and then he had another slide out on another run and i was just like poor boy did not have a good time he did not make it out of q2 neither did danny rick um not good um kimmy and alonso so our mature drivers did not make it out of q2 um and russell went out um so everyone else made it to q3 so both alpines both Alpha uh, Alpha Tauris, nothing. And also Geo, that was a surprise. Oh, Geo, yes, yes, Geo does make it through. I freaking love that you called Kimmy and Alonso are mature. (laughs) 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 We could call them like, they're both world champs, right? Ex-world champs. We could do that too. (laughs) However you want to roll the dice, it don't matter. Oh my gosh. All right, Courtney, what happened in Q3? Q3, back and forth between the two fighting for the title for 2021, Max and Lewis. Um, Fastest laps, Max, Lewis got fastest lap kind of in the, towards the end and Max was ready to go, ready to take that from him. Mm -hmm. Max went a little too hard. And I think it was in one of the final turns just spun out and bumped on onto the wall at the end um, Mm -hmm. of turn 27. So he stopped on the track. A lot of the people uh, in the Red Bull garage were not happy, including his slightly terrifying father. Slightly. (laughs) slightly Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, Max's dad was not happy at all, but that brought um, the Mercedes lockout for uh, the Sunday start of Lewis on pole and Valtteri in P2. So um, the starting grid for today's race was Lewis, Botas, Max, Charles, Perez, Gasly, Lando, Sonoda, Ocon, and Gio. So, I mean, your classic, your classic like podium there, Lewis, Max, and uh, Valtteri. Yeah. It was nice to see see Pierre's have had a pretty consistent couple of races. I was happy to see actually Yuki do so well. So to actually be in the top 10, I was like, this is good for him. This is good for his confidence to <laughs> get placed um, quite high. So I thought that was great. I also thought it was good for Gio, you know, he's kind of on his like victory lap or whatever. So for him to actually qualify in P10, insane. Like where was that mm-hmm. all season? Yeah. I think that was like his third, I want to say third time, like even making it into Q3. So good for him yep yep preparing it's the same week we see him i know literally like he did a test run in his formula e-car i think this week so i think so 
oh my gosh, it's happening. All the changes are coming. So sooner than we think. Uh, we're going to get into the absolutely insane race day after this ad. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Book Women. Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, writing, and more Indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form they, they may enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. So, team, how do we, if you could describe the race day today, what we spent hours watching in maybe three words, what would you call it? <laughs> Confusing. Um, yeah, like mayhem or angry. <laughs> nail biting mm -hmm. I was just gonna say like a giant like what the fuck <laughs> I mean you could do that too <laughs> <laughs> so I want to preface everything that happened and I feel like this should have been the omen okay now in retrospect but as you all know formula two races at all the same tracks they're just a little bit early on in the day um, than everyone else. And there was a huge accident in F2 right at the start. So I'm going to, I don't know the guy's last name very well, but Fittipaldi, who Enzo Fittipaldi, who is the, I think, grandson of a very well-known motorsport athlete um, mm -hmm. and a French driver, again, don't know how to pronounce last name. It starts with a P. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> the French driver at the start could not start his vehicle. And all the other drivers were able to get around him and continue on racing. I don't know if it was the timing or where Enzo was in the grid that he didn't see what was going on, but the reaction time wasn't there. And Enzo just plowed into the vehicle. Um, right at the back, yeah. Right at the back. And initially there were reports of, okay, both drivers are conscious um, when we last found out. But at the beginning of the actual race day for Formula One, they announced that uh, Fittipaldi, so Enzo, had to be airlifted from the hospital that they were sent to. So really hoping he's okay because it looks like with the accident, it was 72 Gs, which is more than Roman Grosjean's accident. Mm. So yeah. What was Roman Grosjean's? It was like 60, 65 or something like that. Yeah, so super big, super scary, really hoping that everyone's okay. And I, I tweeted from the Get Checker account. I was like, okay, just no more accidents today would be good. I shouldn't have put that out there because that's- Annika manifested it all. We can blame <laughs> Shanika for this. So that's uh, just not what happened at all. So we typically have been trying to not go through every little point that happened. Um, but at today, it just was- there's no way to talk about this race without talking about every single thing that happened because it, it, everything went wrong. So kind of, who, kind of, 
Who wants to I'll start? start with I'll start with the start because it was a good start for Mercedes. Okay. Yeah. You had Lewis and Bottas in one, two, and they, yeah, they did not let Max pass. It ended up very clean into turn one, turn two. No touches between all of them. It was great. Lewis comes out in front, then Bottas and Max. Okay, clean. Now it does not actually stay that way for too much longer. So it's a 50 lap race. Yeah. And by lap 10, we had the first safety car. <laughs> we alluded to it already. Mick Schumacher went into the barriers. I think probably that lap turned 22 or so. Mm -hmm. But it was a big bump. Um, and the car did not look good. No, and uh, I think with calling the safety car, there was this really awful maybe impression that, oh, you know, yellow flags, everything's going to be fine. They're going to be racing again. Uh, but like Caitlin said, since the accident was so aggressive, it actually turned out the barriers were damaged. So it wasn't even the fact that moving mixed car was the issue. It was like actually repairing the barriers. That was the issue. So Mercedes, of course, I think majority of teams, right? Like ended up boxing. It seemed to be a like half and half. Like yeah. half people boxed. Box. I feel like yeah. at least one person from each team boxed. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, because so, yeah. like with the safety car, you can save some time on the pit stop. So that's why, like, Mercedes got Lewis in, then it went Botas, and then yeah, Leclerc, Perez went in, Lando went in. I don't know what your guys' commentators are saying, but mine were saying, like, the, pretty much the mentality of Verstappen must be like, do the opposite of what Mercedes is doing. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I was not surprised to see them box but i knew that lando had to go in for sure because he was the only one on softs right at the beginning yeah yeah mm -hmm. so he had to go in so i knew he was going in and but everyone else i was like okay whatever let's see what happens um but i did think it was funny because when they were trying to figure out who to pit when ideally for mercedes under a yellow flag as you stack them right like you have one driver come in and the other one come in so Valtteri, I mean, opinions, ladies. Do you think he was going a bit too slowly <laughs> in trying to hold Max up a little bit? Because you also can't pass under any sort of safety car mm -hmm. so that um, they could stack it a little bit better. What do you guys think? <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's like it, it, it was very convenient that Valtteri did that. It worked very well for Mercedes, but it could also be looked at that Valtteri just sometimes you walk behind slow people in a hallway and you're like, why are you like this? And they're just like that. Okay. Yeah, just nee, 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 just <laughs> doing his little like quick turn. Yes, exactly. And I, I want to know if, yeah, Valtteri is just like, okay, I'm just cruising. And then you know Max, Max is behind him just like so angry because he's not driving any faster. Max was complaining about Valtteri and then Max on the radio complained about the safety car being like, can they go any faster? Yeah, I think Max also just needs to relax. Hey, yes. <laughs> Take a deep breath. That's an idea. <laughs> I think uh, everyone was uh, very upset today. So, of course, everyone's thinking, okay, pitting under the yellow flags is great. Save some time. Red Bull's thinking, you got to gamble, go along with Max. And then, Courtney, what happens? Oh, then we get that red flag. Um, everyone's in the pits. And Max, can he change his tires during a red flag? 
I think that's it's like question. it's like a free yeah um and it came up in Lando's post race interview actually he's like this is the dumbest rule I want to go into the rule book and just like find it and edit it in PDF get it Lando take right? control right <laughs> but, yeah so pretty much like it shot everyone in the foot that changed during the safety car um because everyone else is getting their free pit stop with the red flag yeah okay so what do you all think do you think that they should be allowed to change because they can change tires they can also change components of the car that's broken as long as it's like you like know, for like yeah like for like exactly i don't know i don't know i feel like i feel like a red flag is kind like doing it during a red flag can kind of be like taking advantage of it mm-hmm. but then I- like for Lando, I'm like, do what you need to do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just too biased. But yeah, I don't know what, I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's like, yeah, it seems like very, I don't know, it's a gamble, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you just like, it, and it becomes lucky if you can do it during a red flag. And so in that regard, if it's lucky, does it just come down to like, it's part of the part of the game? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too, because you're right. Like this was a total luck play. It could have all, it could have also not played in Red Bull's favor, right? Like just yeah. this time it played in their favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did say, I forget what race, was it Monza and or where, whenever Lewis came back from the back, basically and had to unlap himself. I forget when that was, but he, it, played into his hand that day yeah. so it, it keeps it I think it keeps things interesting I agree right yeah and not predictable which yeah yeah it can so, shuffle things a lot more yeah exactly so I guess from the get checker team you're getting a resounding okay it's fine because <laughs> we're what, like we're not the Landos that are like devastated after that so. <laughs> yeah and then going on with poor Lando so the restart um comes up after the red flag miscommunication for Lando he's in like p16 he because he um he pitted and came out came out last um he was supposed to start p13 but nobody uh no one told him FIA didn't tell them in time so poor sweet little angel (laughs) it was not a good good day for him luck was not on his side no, and I think this I, is an indication of just the FAA not having it together this race at all. Okay, yes, this is the beginnings of we just see a whole bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. With FIA. Yeah. I will say, like, quickly throwing it in, mm-hmm. in yesterday's post, like, qualifying um, interviews, I, I read somewhere that Max was like, I don't know who approved this track. All I know is that they're like $90 million richer because they signed this contract. Like it's fun, but it's so dangerous. Yeah. Oh, drama. Oh, I mean, we learned quickly that they're not wrong because obviously we had the F2 accident. Charles had a really big accident. Um, and then at this point of the race, we've already had Mick Schumacher mm-hmm. have quite a, a big, scary accident at the same turn as yeah. Charles. And the FIA stated, um, I think I want to say it was between turn 22 and 27, which 27 is the big hairpin. Mm-hmm. Drivers would get penalties if they were going too slow because it's dangerous. But also all of those corners 
were blind corners. So they're hesitant to go around these high speed corners at high speeds because if someone's crashed, if here like the corners here and someone crashed right kind of at the apex, yeah, how is another driver supposed to see that coming at? Not seeing it. Yeah, so slamming into them over three hundred kilometers an hour. Exactly. Yeah, or maybe just two eighty, but like still, that's significant. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, these are a mess today. So at the restart, Max was in first, Lewis in second. Uh, to quote Caitlin here, there is a pushy, pushy <laughs> start. <laughs> yeah, they were they were pushing each other, you know, like yeah. <laughs> they were very much like, who can I get off track fastest? Like, who can I move where? Um, but the only, I swear to God, the only person that benefited from this was Esteban Ocon, who just out of nowhere. I didn't see him moving at all. Me neither. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he ended up in front of Lewis Hamilton. So out of the turn, we have Max in front, Esteban Ocon, and then Lewis Hamilton, which frankly, I don't think any of us were expecting. So no. Um, like Bodas, Bodas was supposed to be up there, but he had a big lockup yeah um exactly. you're kind of like Botus, what are you doing yeah. and then some of the commentators in this whole pushy pushy thing they were actually trying to compare like that to max's um push on lewis turn four of the sao paulo gp which i think we will all remember for being controversial yeah um so yeah it was compared to that it wasn't as obvious i would say but they both were just breaking so late and they both just didn't make the turn really yeah nope <laughs> and uh it was great though i was like go esteban it's exciting yeah <laughs> we're like okay how's this gonna play out yeah we like, don't get a seat for okay. long i'm okay with you like even winning if that's what's in your cards today esteban like you take it home honey that's fine <laughs> right <laughs> i'm fine with it and as this is all happening though and i don't know if your viewpoint was similar to mine so we're watching just them right like the three of these yeah, people i did not them. see what happened in the back until the replays mm-hmm. shit was going down in the back <laughs> And yeah, did not see any of it. So I don't know. We get our second accident of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the one we never talk about. He ended up getting into a pretty big accident. Good news is he was fine. Obviously, we don't want bad things to happen to people like that, even. Uh, but he ends up taking out Sergio Perez and George Russell. Oh, okay. I don't even know how who took out who. I know that he was the first one to crash. Sergio got hit by Charles Leclerc. Yeah. But what happened George to George Russell? Rear-ended. George got rear-ended by he who shall not, not <laughs> he, what, what do we say? He, he who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like just went straight into the back of George. Oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah, I didn't see that. I All I saw was George like take his like, I don't know what that thing is, but you know that thing? Sorry, if you're watching, if you're listening to this on Spotify or something, We've been making hand gestures for things. I'm so sorry. But like the little like thing that they take out of the car when they're getting out of the car, that's all I saw was like, it's like U-shaped. You know what I'm talking about? Like, (laughs) I think it's to protect their like heads from like knocking around. Yeah, there we go. That thing. (laughs) Surprised you didn't run over to he who shall not be named and like hit him with the why are you trying to kill me you know because he did that at Imola you know <laughs> he did do that at Imola to Valtteri um but yeah it was so insane because it just happened so quickly and I didn't 
I didn't see anything. And I just thought it was my favorite part of the whole thing was seeing Sergio Perez just like <laughs> chilling. Just standing. <laughs> just waiting for the bus. <laughs> just standing there waiting for anyone to come get him. Like they were cutting back and forth between all the videos so you could see the chaos. And then they cut to like the actual track and there's Sergio Perez just still standing, still <laughs> waiting for someone to help him and pick him up. Didn't happen for a while, to be honest. It felt like it took a while to go get him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because of that, though, there was another red flag. So I don't know. This was a, it was a mess. Yeah. And after this, though, we saw something interesting. Hey, Courtney, some like weird negotiating that was going on. I was so confused with the whole thing. <laughs> I was dying. Like, what are they trying to figure out here? Um, so going back into the second restart, the FIA offers um, Red Bull, we propose to put uh, Max in P2. And Red Bull's like, oh my God, yeah, for sure. The FIA said, and they're like, we just want to confirm Ocon's in P1. Like we're not behind Lewis. And they're like, uh, please wait, please stand by. And they come back and they're like, no, you're behind Hamilton. And I'm just like, what is the offer here? Like, what was the point of that? No, a hundred percent. And what's the point of the negotiating? Like, I know they don't want to go to the stewards because the stewards will come down and be harsher, but I just didn't know this was a thing that was allowed that you could be like negotiating with the FIA to come up with a plan that works for everyone. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Christian Horner in his interview would say like, I'm not, I'm not used to that ever being an option. Um, like them negotiating something with us, what? Um, yeah. And I, like with this, when they were stopped, they were going over this? Yeah, it was um, happening when they were stopped in the pit lane waiting and it was just all happening on radio back and forth because but it was just bizarre like I've never seen that they had to they they were offering this to Red Bull because Max pushed Lewis off on that turn is that even why this came up yeah I think that was my understanding Um, I don't know (laughs) yeah that's where I came at it too um I mean ultimately Red Bull accepted the offer I know. And then Esteban Ocon is leading the Grand Prix. Leading the Grand Prix. For the second restart. Which again, I was fine with. I was like, you know what? You win it. Like, (laughs) this is your chance. (laughs) Wilder things have happened. Like, you can do this. And uh, at the start, unfortunately, at the second restart, sorry, to clarify, because there's been a million at this point. Max gets a really good start and Lewis, as much as he tries to position his car, I think was paying a little bit more attention to where Esteban was versus where Max was. So Max pretty much swung around the outside, inside, the outside, I think on the outside. Yeah. was open and he ends up back in the lead in like two seconds with Esteban in second and then Lewis behind him. And again, we're thinking, all right, now they're just going to fight it out. And no, that's not what happened at all. So, Caitlin, what happened to our boy Yuki? <laughs> yeah, okay. Another thing that, like, I didn't even see because we're all concentrating on what's happening with the top three. Yeah. But Yuki 
pretty much causes another yellow flag. He causes another safety car because he comes into contact with Sebastian Vettel. Um, and there's quite a bit of debris left on the track from that. Um, so Yuki can actually like, he can go into the pits and he changes out the full front wing after this collision. But Sebastian Vettel, quite a few laps later, we see him just in the garage and he has to DNF because there's too much damage to continue with his car. Um, so Yuki's given a penalty point to his name because of this incident. But yeah, we have yet another virtual safety car. I think what killed me with that one though is that we saw the damage from Sebastian Vettel's vehicle and how much was like coming off of it because then he got into a bit of a tussle with Kimmy. Yeah. So more of the car was like shedding away and they didn't call anything for long enough. Like they didn't come out to get any of the debris. So there was so much debris on the track where there's all these blind corners. Alonzo's hopping on the radio being like, we need to clear the track. Like a flag needs to be, uh, what was it? He said a red flag needs to be called now because it's so dangerous. We're driving so fast. And you can actually see like between Max and Lewis, how close it is to the driving line, like where the debris from Sebastian Vettel's car is. So I don't know why it took them so long to like actually call, they called a virtual safety car at first and then finally called a safety car to go out and get everything. But I was like, why are you taking so long? Like <laughs> there've been yeah. so many accidents today. <laughs> And that poor guy who had to run out and collect like the bigger pieces of debris, he had such a front lit, like he was leaning so forward, running back. I saw him trip over his feet and I was like, you need to move. You need to move. Poor guy, probably the most stressful, like 45 seconds of his life. Yeah. Especially because, you know, through- see the one that we saw, like jumping into the little window, the yellow the box. Yeah. God. <laughs> I didn't see this. What the hell did this happen? You just see a guy like running off track, like going into a little cutout in the fence. Like they would have in an elementary school. Just like, <laughs> don't break through. Yeah, and he like jumped right into it. I, I was impressed with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he really wanted to get off track. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because even though the drivers are driving 40% less fast it's I still guess. too fast yeah it's still you get hit it's over like there's mm -hmm. no way around it I don't know uh Caitlin what was going on at the front with Max and Lewis um pretty much yeah what else we have yet to talk about for the rest of this race for the most part is a Max versus Lewis show um they're way out in front it's Esteban in third um but there's quite a few situations going on between these two right like we have Max is in front of Lewis and we know Lewis is going to try and get around I'm really thinking Lewis has the faster car like he has faster times every lap than Max I um, mean he gets up to him at quite a few points I can't remember at what point Lewis goes on the radio and says like this guy is fucking crazy man and he says it about Max and I'm like I agree personally, but some people would not be happy to hear that. Um, they did have, like, they did touch at one point in one of the turns. Yeah, they did. Um, they had a bump. Um, and then we note right below that there was a much bigger bump. Okay, and let's just talk about this for a solid length of time. Because this is when Lewis went into the back of Max. Yep. What were your guys' thoughts? What happened? What led to this? So I know that uh, seemingly from all like the post-race stuff, just no one knew what was happening. And I think for me, to me, it was clear that Max was slowing down, but I don't think he had positioned his car very obviously that he was letting Lewis pass. So I think that was confusing. I also think that Lewis legitimately had no idea that Max had been given the command to let him pass. 
So I don't think it was like Max's position in the car was weird, whatever. But I actually don't think it was any of their faults. I do think it's like the FIA, the stewards fault. Yeah. And I thought that right away, but I was just more like, how the fuck are they going to race down? <laughs> like, are they both out? Was my concern. How, what did you think, Courtney? <laughs> I agree. I think um, it was just mis- miscommunication on all aspects. I also think it was in a bad part of the track because it yeah. was right before a corner. So it kind of like if you didn't have the audio on, what it looked like is Max was slowing down to make the corner, yeah. like, get the fast end coming out and just kind of stopped mid track. So I think Lewis had no idea what was going on and, and had kind of a fear in the back of his mind. I don't want to get too close to Max's side going into this turn because that could end up putting both of them out. If, if Max turns into him, um, I think, yeah, Max probably could have positioned his car a little bit differently. It's kind of like, they were like, Oh, you have to slow down. And he was like, mm, stopped in the middle of the track. So then Lewis was like, what? And this track is pretty narrow. I I heard in the pre-race kind of debrief that it's similar to Monaco. Like it's a narrow track. So it would even be hard for Lewis to get around him in that corner to begin with. I think, yeah, miscommunication on the FIA and even um, I could even say like Lewis's team for not giving him a heads up that Mm -hmm. Max was told, but I don't think anyone is truly to blame. I think Max could have maybe moved over a little bit, but just a messy situation. Caitlin, what did you think? Like very messy. Definitely. <laughs> I'm like, why was he giving the spot back in the first place? He was told to give the spot back. Yeah. Um, why? Why was he told to give that spot back? Because he gained an advantage going off track. I think that's why. Like that seemed to be what they were cracking down pretty consistently right? on today. But then what's crazy is like later on, let's say Max gives it back. Max ended up getting a five second penalty on top of that for doing exactly that. Yeah. I, it's just so weird. Like I fully agree. I think like Red Bull was told by FIA to give the spot back. Yeah. I don't think Mercedes was either like FIA told Mercedes and they didn't have time for the engineers to tell Lewis that, or FIA didn't tell Mercedes in time. Um, which seems to be the issue. So after the accident and everyone being like, what the fuck is going on? We do hear some radio conversation between, I don't know who it was at Mercedes, but Mercedes and the FIA when again, they were like, are we being allowed to pass Max? Like what's going on? And he's like, well, I told you before. And he's like, no, like when you told me I was telling a race engineer and then the accident happened. So like Matt and that way Lewis mm. didn't, here but then also lewis is saying that max like brake checked me and i'm like can you brake check anyone during races like that i don't know <laughs> when i think about brake checking i think about like me driving on like your foot or something <laughs> like i don't think about a formula one race so yeah I, I agree like i just think it was just a giant mess of really shitty communication yeah so it's like matt um lewis actually ended up losing a bit of his front wing it was damaged I bet you Max is back. They were saying that was damaged from the incident. And it was so odd because like there's a touch and then they kind of like go apart and Max just zooms right off. And I, if I was Lewis, I would be like, what was the point of all this? Yeah, <laughs> That's actually a good point because if hypothetically, if Lewis was supposed to get the position, but then you have a collision and then Max is gone, 
like you didn't end up getting the position anyways. So it's so <laughs> for like a split second on the screen, Lewis was in first. And within like maybe a millisecond, Max went back. Oh. So in Max's head, he might have been like, Well, I tried he gave it back. He yeah, he didn't go for it. So let's rip. I have no idea. Interesting. So I know. I would just want to like be a fly in the wall of like all these conversations. Oh cool. yes, and this is Shankar. Are you going to look at this? This yeah. is going to be under investigation after the race. They're um, talking to Hamilton. I'm looking up. Um, so the FIA hasn't posted anything. There's a journalist that I really love, Chris Medlin. He's a freelance writer, but he's very on top of what's being shared. Um, as of right now, as of this recording, there still hasn't been anything from the stewards uh, tied to Lewis and Max's little, not even little, just like giant collision. <laughs> Um, but there has been no further action called for Charles and Sergio Perez's little mm. accident that caused the second red flag. So getting some updates live, but still nothing on this big incident. <laughs> I think Charles and Sergio, it's just a racing incident. Like I said, that track is so narrow that mm -hmm. like, I'm surprised there was only two like big incidents is so I agree yeah crazy um so that was the first time Max tried to give the spot back to Lewis yeah. right yeah um and then later on he does it again yeah which is weird <laughs> did you guys see this it was so strange when it happened the second time <laughs> Because to well, me, yeah, because like, like, I just didn't understand what was happening because it didn't look like Max was trying. It looked like Lewis just got past it. It was like, no, yeah, like doing. better driving. And it seemed like Max was maybe thinking like, oh, we're going to get a penalty anyway. So I'm going to give up the spot so that he doesn't, like we don't get the penalty. Like, I don't know what was going on, but he just like breezed by him. Like it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it was so, that was, so that was lap 43. Um, um, and Red Bull went on radio to Max to say like, oh, we didn't need to do that. And it's just like, what, what is <laughs> happening? Yeah, this, like so many question marks in this like whole two hours and like 40 minute race. Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. It was not key today for anyone. No, no, there was um, nothing was working it seems like. Yeah. So yeah, Lewis gets ahead, and like we alluded to before, Max, after giving the spot back, gets a five-second time penalty on top of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, but <laughs> so so was he given the five-second time penalty for earlier? Like, so I... they they said it was for leaving the track and gaining an advantage. So I... I took that as before the first time he even slowed down to let Lewis by. Yep, I agree. That's where you think it was, Courtney? <laughs> yeah, I think I forget. I want to say it might have been with um, after the first safety car. Max, like, fully just drives, like, exceeds track limits to get in front of Lewis. And I think that's when the FIA, that's what they were referring to. And they're like, no, you fully went off the track to gain a penalty, to gain a spot. 
I think that's where the five seconds come, comes into play. Cause I but feel that's like also FIA, where it comes in. Like he has to get the spot back. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like the FIA was just so lost in this entire race <laughs> that they were like, wait, what do we have to look at now? Wait, what happened? And then someone else crashes and they're like, huh? Yeah. So. I have no idea because I, I think, so we know that that first thing that you're talking about, yes. Max like cut that corner and I was like that has to be something like there has to be some sort of penalty so hypothetically five second penalty there but then like Caitlin that you're saying is right too because like there was I think one more start where it looked like Max went a little bit too wide and pushed Lewis off a little bit too much Mm -hmm. like the Esteban Lewis Max going in three wide but it's also like they're going three wide into a narrow Turn. after a race start which they've been trying to just allow is like racing incidents yeah yeah so I don't know <laughs> yeah so like I guess the big question is is it the same event we're talking about that caused the five second penalty and for Max to get back in the spot or is that two different circumstances that I just can't remember what the other one was because yeah. I personally think that like if it's for the same incident he did not need to do, have both I agree we need Michael Massey in on this Yes, we'll call him right up. Send him an email. Michael, I sent you an email. Michael, yes. <laughs> so Courtney on our WhatsApp chat, she's like, is total busy writing his email right now? And just lost it at that. I mean, I love it. I love Total Wolf so much. Okay. Yeah, we got we actually got a very good meme of him. Um, so after the whole Lewis going into the back of Max. They did a slow-mo video of how mad Lewis of how mad Toto was behind his computer. He like takes off his headset and like throws it down and he's just yelling and you're like, whoa. And yeah. it's also like 15 second slow-mo. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, he was mad, yeah. No, and it was fully like, because you know how they uh the drivers will apologize for their language and stuff, and Formula One will blur things out and whatever. But like Toto was saying, fuck, like he was, I could read the lips of him slow motion for <laughs> 15 seconds as he's, yeah. So not sure um, what happened there. Probably not kid friendly, but as you can see, um, the confusion that we have though around the penalties and stuff like that, I'm hoping will be cleared up by hopefully. this evening. So, I mean, hopefully we'll make sure it's on our stories or in our post wrap instagram post or something somewhere it'll be somewhere mm-hmm. um, but like it's not just us being confused because we're still relatively new-ish like christian horner and Toto in their interviews were both very confused with how everything went down yeah yeah um i know like after the five second penalty was announced max was saying he said it wasn't even worth fighting for the race anymore because he couldn't make up a five second penalty and then he went on to say like some of the spiciest stuff i've ever heard him say um <laughs> He was talking about Mercedes. He's like, they don't even deserve any words coming out of my mouth. And I was like. Yeah. He also like just. So like to quickly wrap. (laughs) um, Botas and Esteban were fighting for third. Mm -hmm. um, And Botas passed Ocon literally at the checkered flag. So come podium, once the champagne gets sprayed, Max takes his bottle and leaves really i did not watch that because <laughs> like, yeah. no. yeah. normally even after the race you know how they pull up to those like one two three 
regardless of what happens, there's normally some sort of like acknowledgement between this Max and Lewis. Yeah, there was nothing this time. And I was like, oh, he's fucking fast. <laughs> but Max like made sure to give like Valtteri a little fist bump. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is not good. This is not yeah. Good. They are not friends for the rest of this season. But it, like I said, I think we've come to the conclusion that it's like, obviously their teams were trying to do what they could to win. But at the end of the day, this seems like a, just a giant screw up of the FIA, the stewards, Michael Massey and everyone just not knowing what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. And then frankly, causing way too much of a headache for the other drivers. Um, it just wasn't clear what was happening. I also, I, I, yeah, to end it, um, Max came actually no Lewis came in first didn't he yeah Lewis yeah, passes like lap Botas yeah so Hamilton passed at lap 43 there we go. when when Max didn't understand that he didn't need to give the spot back but he gave it back <laughs> so insane so yeah the the top 10 or the final standings was Lewis in first Max in second Valtteri a tenth by a tenth of a second over Esteban Ocon like Courtney mentioned Danny Rick showing up a little bit here in fifth and sixth Pierre Gasly. Um, we didn't cover Carlos Sainz too much, but he had a very good drive considering he started in P15. So <laughs> he's in seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles in eighth, again, together, always together. Yeah. Um, Gio in ninth, doing well for himself. Norris in 10th, Lance Stroll in 11th, Nicholas Latifi, Yuki Tsunoda, I was so sad about because I think that looking at how he was doing throughout the race this would have been one where he could have finished in the points but just that accident with Sebastian Vettel I don't think he really had the easiest time coming back from that so Yuki um followed by Alonso and then Kimi and (laughs) we had four DNFs so Sebastian Vettel like we mentioned sorry five I should say five George Russell who clearly Caitlin and I didn't see but Courtney saw (laughs) what happened to him um Sergio Perez who we roasted for just like standing there waiting to be picked up like a kid waiting for the bus and then both Haases. so Caitlin you made a note here about the Ferrari boys that Carlos yeah, we we wow. he didn't see too much of them in the yeah, race no um, but Carlos was in his interview he talked about how close him and Charles were um they went back and forth mm-hmm. um and then Charles is actually now ahead of Lando in the Drivers World Championship. Uh, so up to fifth. Oh, sorry, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the devastation on Courtney's face. <laughs> There's still, he can improve next race, right? He can still get it. Um, uh, but now Ferrari's like quite a bit ahead of McLaren. They've been for a while. It's not closing anytime soon. Um, Leclerc was not happy in his interview though. He, he was like, because he was one of the um, drivers that swapped in the first um whole incident with the safety car to a red flag and he's like it just threw everything off and mm. um, yeah he was not happy lando was not happy with that as we kind of said earlier um so like what can you do though truly there's like nothing you can do lewis somehow with a damaged front wing uh gets fastest lap okay i have some questions for y'all 
um, <laughs> leaving Max and Lewis tied going into Abu Dhabi, which just gives me anxiety. We'll probably be messaging each other in WhatsApp, freaking out. Um, Caitlin, you're going to be half alive because you'll be <laughs> like 2 a.m. Hawaii time watching. <laughs> or I think it's a 3 a.m. restart. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Max gets driver of the day. So I have two things to ask you guys. One, when it comes to Lewis getting fastest lap, we know that Max was saying um, towards the end that his tires became an issue. So Max swapped onto mediums. Mediums last, what, Riley says 30 laps versus Lewis being on the hards. I don't know if they push each other so much that, you know, plus the accident, if Max just got the wind out of his sails. But to me, it looked like Max kind of gave up after the accident and like letting him pass when his team was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Like he didn't even get back on to like he didn't turn it back on you know what I mean I totally agree and I think it goes back to um what we said earlier and Max was like like there's what's the point of racing anymore like oh poor guy I mean I feel bad for Max in a sense of like he's fighting for his first world championship the second last race he gets completely screwed over Mm mm-hmm But yeah, I think he just, and like he even mentioned in post-race interviews, he said, this isn't Formula One. Like, this isn't what I'm here for. This isn't even racing anymore. And he's not wrong. Like, this is a total shit show. So Mm -hmm. Caitlin, what do you think? Do you think he kind of like gave up? Because like like Lewis's car was damaged and he would have not been as aerodynamic. So I feel like at least Max could have knocked out a fastest lap. And that didn't happen. Um, I agree. I think he did kind of like throw it in the throw in the towel early. Um, he said like after that five second penalty, no use in even racing anymore. I think he was pissed after qualifying. Like he was doing so well in qualifying and then lost it in the last turn. It was just not a good weekend for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think the back of his car probably had damage after that crash with Hamilton too. So maybe he couldn't have gotten fastest after all. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what part of the car kind of affects your aerodynamics more the front or the back that's a good like question the front wing has damage what aspect does that kind of affect or if the back has damage you know mm-hmm. yeah I have no idea so <laughs> your guess is as good as mine but <laughs> yeah I, I think that something happened there whether it's like when the sales or not something happened um max gets driver of the day which is my second thing where I'm like, I feel like Esteban Ocon should have gotten driver of the day. Oh. He held off Valtteri for quite literally right up until the checkered flag. Why is no one impressed with that? I'm sorry. Max and Lewis were like just being like crazy up out in front, but like Esteban did work and kept Valtteri at bay for so long. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point. That is such a good point. I feel like though a lot of um, fans of Lewis and Max now are just voting for their favorite to get ahead in points because you get an extra point if you're driver of the day, no? Do you? Do you? Maybe it's fastest lap. You get an extra point somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Well, but they can boost their like um, social ratings if they get higher driver of the day probably, so. I feel like a lot of people also are voting for Max because they're they just want to see a new world champion. They're like, okay, Lewis, let's mm-hmm. let someone else win here. Mm-hmm. Although, like the fact that they've been able to bring this battle all the way to the last race of the season, yeah. everyone should be thrilled with that, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. 
Um, I yes. just wanted to give an update on Theo Poucher, who is the person that hit Enzo Fittipaldi. He posted and he wants to let everyone know that he's completely fine. Um, but that, you know, the biggest focus needs to be on Enzo, who is injured. So at least we know a little bit more of what's going on there. But yeah, we hope everything's going to be OK. Uh, yeah, it's so scary. Like, this yeah. is such a dangerous sport. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm like this track, you see it. It is so tight, right? I'm like, does it need to be this tight? You know, it's so many blind corners. No room for error. No. Um, some of the post-race stuff that I saw was uh, actually Lewis Hamilton just flat out saying that Max's driving is over the limit. And he wasn't the only one. There was like a few of the commentators also saying that, you know, for the, what did they say? It was like the driving craft, like Max was over the line a lot of the time. But I'm like, I don't know. Is it like weird British bias? I know that's a thing that people always say. <laughs> but like Felipe Masso is the commentator for F1 TV post. Yeah. And he was saying exactly that. And he's not British. So I don't know. I don't know what that means, but clearly there's things are going to be said um <laughs> also from the twitter world uh <clears throat> i'm going to quote this directly from formula racers at formula racers um and this is from autosport christian horner was heard shouting i hope both sides of your pillow are warm across the paddock <laughs> <Total wall. laughs> what good one <laughs> I love that. I think that's a great thing to say. You know, like it's like similar to being like, I hope you step up on Legos or something. But yeah. it's like, I hope you step on a sea urchin. That's the best insult. <laughs> oh, you can speak from experience. Yep. Yeah. So, ladies, Wild. going into Abu Dhabi, where this has been the most unpredictable season in the world. Um, what do you what do you foresee happening <laughs> well, you guys know that if they both dnf max wins because he has more race wins things for people to know interesting so can we add some conspiracy into this <laughs> also okay i saw um i did see a conspiracy theory a while ago and it was talking about mick schumacher um and they're like the last race of the season or even the Saudi Arabia one could have counted, but it's like he crashes into Lewis to prevent him from breaking his dad's record. And then Mix the one that has the first crash and Max comes out at the restart and I was like, oh, <laughs> but, I don't know, I think conspiracies galore. <laughs> I think next race, mm -hmm. I'm not going to have any nails left. I'm going to be like <laughs> on the edge of my seat. I, once again, speaking from personal preference, I would love to see one more, just an itty bitty podium for Lando. <laughs> P2, maybe a P1. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, what are your thoughts? Who do you think is going to win? The world champion. I don't even. I can't. I feel like I can't call it. But my concern is just that turn one. Like, 
if lap they, one, turn one. Yeah. And we've talked about it all season, but Lewis's qualifying has not been great. And we know if what's well, getting better. If yeah, it has gotten better. That's true. There's also more pace in the car. But like I just want them to make it through turn one because I think if both of them DNF, it's just a loss for all of us. Um, yeah. If they mm-hmm. take each other out, then it's like, eh why are we watching well and that's what they're both going well more so lewis is going to have to keep in mind right because for max that works in his favor mm-hmm. um, yeah 100 percent. he's gonna have to pull out of those corners which is not great man i don't know this is i still i'm still looking on twitter and i can't see any update as of right now regarding the stewards i just imagine holy shit hold on <laughs> Hold on. Three oh, seconds no. ago. <laughs> oh no. Um <clears throat> 10 second time penalty for Max Verstappen for causing a collision stays P2. Really? Okay. So they must have information we don't have. Yeah, they need to spill it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, huh? Oh, okay. Can someone tell us what's happening. Um, I thought I thought you were going to say 10 seconds to Lewis. Same. Yeah, I there's nothing else. I'm, I'm looking at a few other journalists and stuff, but everyone's just posting the 10 seconds. So I don't think we'll know until the FIA actually posts like the documentation or whatever that they know. Because people were trying to make the argument too that like when Max had slowed down to let him pass the first time, he also had like a last minute like like a little bit of a turn and he wasn't like he was staying in the middle of the track and it would have been weird for Lewis to try and like figure out where to go so I wonder if that's actually like they found some information that Max did do a like swivel when he shouldn't have been yeah yikes hmm. um oh and sorry on top of the 10 second time penalty he also gets two penalty points added to is it his license like yeah they have the max 12 a season yeah so um checking a few other journalists to be like does anyone know why <laughs> like See, what that's exactly? Please. there's going to be a lot of complaints from red bull fans that it's unfairly like one-sided right now yeah yeah and I, I honestly think that's fair because now we're still under the confusion piece of like not understanding where the five second penalty was versus yeah. the having to swap positions plus the 10 second one so if they're as confused as we are then you're looking at like he had to swap positions and got a 15 second time penalty at the end of it, which like really wish Valtteri had caught Esteban Ocon faster because Valtteri could have easily been in second if he hadn't been able yeah. to take the gap. Again, why Esteban Ocon should have been driver today, just saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing any other updates, but like I said, we'll put it somewhere on our socials, maybe on TikTok, I don't know, but that's, uh, I just wanna know what information they have to make a decision like that, that we don't have. Yeah, we really need an insider on the ground. (laughs) If anyone works for the FIA (laughs) and listens to the podcast and would like to uh, slip us some proprietary information, (laughs) we would not say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. So, stewards explain this is from, again, Chris Medland, a great journalist, also updates Twitter every second. So, this is great. Um, so stewards explain that the key to the penalty is that driver of car 33 then braked suddenly and significantly resulting in a 2.4 G deceleration. 
Okay. So they can they can they can measure that. They they would have data to show that. Versus like Christian in his interview was like, it wasn't an abnormal breaking. Like, I guess if the data says otherwise, Christian. Yeah, and then in total, Max now has seven penalty points. Obviously, that doesn't matter. We're going into the last race. Like something wild would have to happen for that to change. Um, but yeah, I guess we, we know now that the deceleration 2.4 G's is significant. So we have an answer. <laughs> probably more drama. So if you're watching Formula One Twitter, they're probably going to have a meltdown tonight. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on. I have the documentation. This is like just dragging oh off forever. <laughs> but okay 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 so the stewards heard from max heard from lewis and the team representatives they reviewed video and the telemetry evidence don't know what that means and then determined that he was at fault um at turn 21 i'm reading this verbatim by the way but at turn 21 the driver of car 33 again max was given instruction to give a position to car 44 and was told by the team to do so strategically. Car 33 slowed down significantly at turn 26. However, it was obvious that neither driver wanted to take the lead prior to the DRS detection line 3. Okay, so the DRS situation also played a hand in this. The driver of car 33, Max, stated he was wondering why car 44, Lewis, had not overtaken, and the driver of car 44 stated that not having been aware at that stage that car 33 was giving position back was unaware of the reason why Max was slowing down. In deciding to penalize the driver of car 33, the key point for the stewards was that the driver of car 33 then suddenly braked, they say 69 bar, I don't know what that means, um, and, significantly, uh, and significantly resulting in 2.4 deceleration Whilst accepting that car uh, Lewis could have overtaken Max when the car had first slowed down, we understand why he and Max did not wish to be the first to cross the DRS line. However, the sudden braking of Max's car was determined by the stewards to be erratic and hence the predominant cause of collision and hence <laughs> the standard penalty of 10 seconds for this type of incident is imposed. And then, of course, something about how to appeal. So competitors are reminded they have the right to appeal certain decisions of the stewards in accordance to Article 15 of the FIA International Sporting Code and Chapter 4 of the FIA Judicial Disciplinary Rules when, um, when applicable to time limits. So there we go. We have an answer, sort of. So is Lewis still under investigation? No, this okay. is it. Well, okay. Changes nothing. Yep. Changes yeah. nothing except, you know, Christian Horner being mad, probably. Oh, yeah. We, he, watch his socials, you guys. Let's see what happens. We're going to see an appeal. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all I have. Um, in, in summary, this race <laughs> was very confusing for yeah. everyone. That's what I'll remember it for, you know? Being like, a what? <laughs> what? What happened? Do you think they'll make Sunny 2021? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think they'll make any changes though? Because it just felt like it wasn't safe today either. Like 
overall just not safe in how things were handled. And a lot of drivers came out saying that like they don't feel safe racing on this track. So something's got to be sorted. Let's hope. Um, but yeah, like to echo what Caitlin said, this was confusing. It was a mess. Hopefully something changes. But we get another prime total meme out of this, which I'm trying to put on TikTok, you guys. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, okay. So sorry for more time. Um, so obviously Max getting second and the time penalty, nothing changes there because he was 16 seconds ahead of Valtteri. So again, if Valtteri had just like gotten around Esteban a little bit faster, things could have maybe changed a little bit, but that's all. Courtney, how does your first episode, how does it feel? <laughs> it feels so nice to be with you guys. Thanks for letting me on. It was a lot of fun. It's so nice to have like other people to talk about it with. Like I have a little F1 group chat with some of my friends, but they're just not into it, you know? <laughs> and I've converted my mom. Now I have the TV set to record, to like automatically switch to races when it's on. Um, but my mom doesn't get it. So I can't talk strategy with her. So it's so lovely to be able to do that here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for other listeners, Courtney's going to be joining us for the last race of the season and then we're going to do probably wrap the year with something fun just our favorite moments um but let's just like let's not glance over the last race right we're gonna have some big big things come out of that one Caitlin's also right because we're gonna know after this wild 21 21 season who actually is gonna come out on top and um who's gonna have a very public meltdown because my god I just I just don't know it's yeah. good though. I feel like them going in dead even is a good thing, minus the safety of turn one. But I think it just kind of like levels the playing field. Whoever drives the best has the best team strategy is going to be on top, hopefully. Yeah. In Abu Dhabi. I wonder what um, team the circuit favors. I'll have to look into that. We'll see. Yeah, that'll be part of our homework for next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, friends, thank you so much. And follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Are we on anything else, Caitlin? Oh, we have the YouTube. Right. You can also watch our um, hand gestures (laughs) on YouTube. And uh, I also think that hopefully, I don't have time this week, Nicole's blog post on what it was like going to the Mexican Grand Prix will be up on our site. Yes, and our site, by the way, you guys getcheckit.com we officially have that domain now yeah finally it took us 60 days but we have the domain so you can go check that out um just i don't know see what we're doing who knows uh but other than that we'll you'll hear from us in the next one after the next one i still haven't got a good and in the meantime just watch out for all the socials yeah stuff um and as always stay checkered bye everyone bye